Hey there, it is Jennifer and the True and Beautiful Podcast. So here we are together again, and today Jeremy and I answer more questions from Jacob about what marriage looked like for us in the beginning years. Actually, really, it's more like what it felt like in the beginning years as we started slowly getting to know each other and our own selves. Still to this day on that journey. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Pre-war. Um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pre and post. Um, pre-war. Pre-1942. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did your relationship look like on a day-to-day basis? Um, what did communication look like? Um, like, how did you guys communicate? Uh, and what did or didn't you communicate? Uh, I feel like day-to-day, pre-war, most of our life lived more on the superficial existence. Right? I mean, we're young. We don't have two nickels to rub together. You know, we're, I'm trying to find my way in the world in a career. Uh, we're trying to learn how to cohabitate. Oof. Um, yeah. You know, uh, then you put kids in the picture. Um, how quickly did kids enter the picture? Uh, we did right that way. We waited four years. So we. Four and a half. Oh, nice. Four and a half. half. Yeah. Good. Uh, it would have been. Uh, infinitely more painful i think for the kids as well as us if we had not waited but we did um so why I, so well just because we weren't i just I, I was barely old enough mature enough to be a father to begin with after we'd waited four years but yeah. we, we were two dysfunctional human beings totally. entering marriage we had no business um uh at that point you know making another human being yeah fair Okay, so you were saying, sorry, back to... Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say it was mostly superficial. Um, things that were not talked about were... A lot. Were uh, things that were not superficial. So you just, like, if there were issues that were glossed over or slipped under the rug, if there were... Uh, well, I would slip them under the rug. Well, he her would... nature is to slip them under the rug. My nature is to be a, to be a fighter. Antagonistic. And to put, but, but even in that, even in that dichotomy of our tendencies as people uh we we would we would pick the superficial fights to fight about to totally. she she would sweep them under i would fight about them but it was always superficial like the real deep like uh questions of life and meaning and love yeah and how am i caring for you how are you caring for me do you, you just care did not for have me? the do language you... do you love me do you right Oh my gosh. Fiddler on the roof. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, that's a beautiful play. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Also asked some very good questions. Uh-huh. Okay, and so so these uh, your apprehensions and fears and anger came out in nitpicks about cleaning or uh, being late or things that had nothing to do with anything. Finances. Sure. Um, well, I mean, you know, we're... Um, you know, we, even though we're rebelling against it, it's it's amazing how we actually return to the thing we most loathe in life. Uh, if, if we're it's, most familiar with, we're most familiar with, mm-hmm. which is which is the legalism, the control, my 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 desire to, well, how could you be an hour late? You know, or, I yeah. mean, you 
it's it's another form of control, right? Um, so did you pick up that mantle of being the controller? Oh, for sure, absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, I was. Yeah, very much. And and you know, I I I tell people all the time today, I'm I'm spending my adulthood trying to figure out what to rebel against and what not to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Jennifer, mm -hmm. you. What did it look like for me? Yeah. Well, first of all, gosh, we needed we needed to be in counseling like right from the get go, but we just did not know how to do that or have language for that or know how to allow ourselves to get help yeah or even know that we needed help that badly so i would say we loved each other really really um fiercely and we fought each other really fiercely it was very yeah. kind of to me anyway emotionally kind of a roller coaster yeah and for me emotionally too i was the pleaser you know the people pleaser so i felt like it was kind of my job to manage his emotions you know, oh, yeah. and to make it, to make him okay, you know, if to, 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 um, I was very connected to that or needed to, you know, feel a certain way, you know, needed to feel a certain vibe from him, I guess. Going back to that legalism, yeah. Yeah. going back to like, you needed to feel like you had his approval. Yeah. Um, and like you were safe mm -hmm. in in his control yes isn't that ew yeah <laughs> uh -huh. it is but yeah. it makes sense given right. your upbringing. i kind of just um i transferred the um the need for people's approval that i had from you know authority figures in church and school to him yeah to your partner which is so unfair totally um so then let's see, we were just trying to figure out how to love each other, how to communicate, how to kind of, you know, jive on every level. And, um, and then kids came along and he's trying to, you know, create a business, mm -hmm. working really hard. I don't, I'm so insecure about being a mom, you know, I'm so. You're a stay at home mom? I was, yeah, loved, loved. Um, loved it, and um, I, you know, had to learn kind of on the job, I guess. And then I guess the, at that point, I would say, you know, I was getting into, uh, we had found a church in Austin. I was finding a community of women, friends in the neighborhood, and then also you know, Bible study at, you know, the church that we went to. So I was still in that kind of safety bubble, you know? What was the the doctrine of the church that you were going to? Or what was the sect? Or... Ooh, that's a good question. Go ahead. Well, you know, we're talking, you're talking about Austin? Yeah. Uh, First Evangelical Free Church. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a mainline, you know, you, you might compare it to, you know, sort of Southern Baptist thinking. Okay. So evangelical. It, evangelical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but it had it, a but different it wasn't, feel. We, we didn't really go there because uh, we, we we chose. We've always chosen our churches m not so much. Uh, do we want to be Southern Baptist? Do we want to be evangelical free? It's it's more in that general zip code. Where can we find community? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What constitutes community for you guys like what when you show up why why is this community good and this community isn't 
Mm. Man, there's a lot that goes into that. Probably, um, you know, in connection with this whole conversation, the idea of finding um, uh, authentic communication, uh, genuine, real conversations. Then too? I'm sorry? Then too? Like when you were first finding... Like in Austin, when you guys were still oh, yeah. kind of in the thick of it, it was still about authentic communication. We, we, we wouldn't even, I wouldn't say we would actually know how to articulate that, right. but yeah. it, it was what we were hungering for. Yeah. And over time, we discovered how to put words on it. Totally. Yeah, mm -hmm. you picked up the vocab. Mm -hmm. um, Jennifer, would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Um, people who were, uh, you know, Like with your with with your women's communities, yeah. it was uh, similar. You were like yes, people like uh, who loved Jesus and loved people and were mm -hmm. honest about who they were. That's a big part. That's just a big part is the honesty. Mm -hmm. um, and love too. It sounds and love like I mean, love too. is yeah yeah uh, way more. Uh, love as a concept pops up here way more than it did. Uh, at the beginning at the beginning well, uh -huh. childhoods. and uh -huh. I, and i would say the the uh the next iteration of that as we as we started to find it and started to get healing yeah. from mm -hmm. some of our wounds and embraced uh the idea that we wanted to find a culture of of love of authentic relationship <clears throat> um the next the next iteration was for us to extend that to places outside of and especially antithetical mm -hmm. to that community. Talk more about that. I want to have really close friendships with people uh, who have a different sexual orientation, who think that Jesus never existed and are totally atheist. I want, I want, um, because actually that's what Jesus did. Um, and and if, if we're going to be pious and just go sit in the corner, we're replicating more in a less extreme fashion than what we grew up in. No way to yeah. not replicate that is to actually extend your ability to have those relationships and friendships in deep, truly meaningful ways to people who particularly don't look like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think humility is, you know, I just, I don't know at all. I... I, I, I am not the standard. I, um, it's okay to yeah. hold an opinion yeah, and to have a belief of course, and even to express that to somebody who thinks something opposite, yeah. but there's a way to do that, uh, over a drink and with a hug. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely. Okay. So, so you guys were looking for empathy for both yourselves and for the world at large uh, or looking for communities that were able to extend that empathy sure without knowing what you were looking totally. for it was just like looking for uh, a bigger hug and wider arms than you had previously experienced i like that yeah um, that's that's true okay so last question um what did compromise used to look like for you guys before the war and we'll start with that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there was a lot of compromise before the war. I would say there wasn't. It was my way. Yeah. 
Oh, and, well, you're very direct. And I was I gonna say, try and like tiptoe into the back. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, there wasn't compromise. Um, it was my way, but. Uh, I was happy to follow his way, generally. Yeah. And, but, and uh, we just, uh, we didn't actually tackle the hard things. Like it was the war that allowed us to actually not only learn how to compromise, but also to to then take that skill and and start getting into things that mattered. M most of the most of the compromise, quote unquote, before that was superficial stuff. We d we didn't really argue about direction, d deep stuff, direction. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know so, how to share each so share with each other mm -hmm. yet. You know, for a or long listen time. necessarily. Yeah. Uh-huh. There was something that I was thinking about when you said compromise. There wasn't a lot of compromise. Yeah, how did you guys compromise early on? Oh. What I was thinking when you were talking, Jeremy, is I simply did whatever I felt like I needed to do to end any tension that was that yeah. I felt between us. That was my compromise. solution. Yeah, and the tension. So you compromised. And, yeah, I did. But that's 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 actually but in not... a really bitchy way a lot of times. <laughs> because, I mean, eventually, actually not eventually, early on, I could tell. Well, she's, you know, all she's she's going back to that sweep it under the rug thing. Like it was the first most frustrating thing to want to argue about something substantial and. The only thing I get is we'll talk about this later or. Okay, okay, know, okay, okay, okay. You know, and we, yeah. so we compromise. That's a fairly shallow definition of the word compromise because it, nothing really got fixed. Nothing actually got compromised. Yeah. Right? yeah well, well, what I mean is it sounds like Jennifer was compromising on her beliefs or uh, what opinions. I opinions. Opinions, yeah. And her, like she was, she was raising or lowering the, that bar and those, uh, or her own opinions to meet you wherever you were at. Yeah. And that was the compromise. Like that, mm -hmm. the comp if compromise is a bridge, Jennifer was the one building that bridge uh, for every, each of these arguments. Yeah. To and that was annoying to you. Well, and to carry the analogy a little bit further, yeah. uh, and maybe this stretches it too far, but the bridge was moving. Yeah. But, uh, her side of the land was moving. She didn't know. Yeah. She yeah, had yeah, no yeah. clue what she believed. Yeah. She hadn't really formed any belief. So there was nothing for her to be standing on firm anyways from which to make a bridge. Well, well, here's, I yeah. agree. I totally agree. I would say yes to that. And I would add that I think that part of what growing up in the culture that I did grow up in did in me was um, it convinced me to shut down any um, any thought like what do I think I, I you know what opinions do I have I just kind of grew up receiving you know what people said and not thinking and so I grew up thinking, oh, I'm so flexible, you know, I'm just, you know, anything's okay with me. I'm just really chill. And what it was, was I just hadn't practiced. I didn't know how 
to think through something and to form an opinion. It was scary and it was dangerous to have your own opinion. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I didn't know how to do that yet. Is that fair? It's totally, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just, uh, my mind's a little bit kind of thinking ahead as I'm listening to you. Um, and I almost mean this half tongue-in-cheek, but really not. Mm. I, um, I'm wondering in my mind's eye, um, 30 years from now, mm. when Mike and Madison are sitting behind these mics talking <laughs> to their contemporary of Jacob, yeah. and Jacob's asking them questions about the culture that they grew up yeah. in that was so screwed up. Like, yeah. What are they going to say? It's how the world turns, right? It is. Well... Uh, that's a whole other topic. I would yeah. actually, I'm very interested in that, but, um, because you guys, I mean, the way that you initially raised your kids is not the way that you are now at all. Um, as in you both have changed so much since your the birth of your first child Thank and God. your second child. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and your third child and your... Kira's going to be awesome. Like she's not, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> no, such a, Sounds like she already is. such a gift and such a learning journey. And yeah, you know, we learn probably more as parents than our kids do. Just you as know, much. Just a, yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Okay. So last, actually last question, what does compromise look like for you guys now? Uh, I'm still in charge. I couldn't help you. Mean put that out. The softball tossing just. You know, you you go. Okay, so I was thinking one thing when we were talking about sort of you wanted to hash out things or whatever, fight it out, and I'm sweeping it under the rug. It's interesting because part of just the way that Jeremy feels emotionally connected is through. I wouldn't say fighting necessarily, but like, um, what is the word? Not battle. Engaging. Engage. Thank you. Yeah. And so I just am really, it's kind of um, hard for me to think back. That's what his heart, his soul, his body was asking for in a partner. And I just did not know how that place was just the scariest place in the world for me to be. Yeah. For a long time. So I'm just acknowledging that, I guess. What was your question? Oh, compromise, compromise now. now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if we keep the analogy going, th there are, there's an increasing, kind of almost, I feel like, exponentially increasing uh, amount of space in Jennifer's life where she has terra firma, where she's, she's found solid ground, she's figured out, um, and uh, that helps her um extend a bridge from a meaningful place and um you know to a to an extent um um i'm still growing up on my side of the <laughs> of the chasm with uh figuring out how to lie down sometimes and not have to own everything mm -hmm. be hands off but compromise now um I had to learn that I was safe with him to, well, first of all, I had to learn how much I didn't say, mm -hmm. how much I kept myself to myself. Yeah. And that really was kind of the, be, the, the, the starting point, the kernel of 
you know, the big war was he could feel that. And he's just like, I, I, there has to be something more. We didn't have language to. It really was. That was it. I was, that was it. I, I was ready like, to give up on the marriage because I, w I, did, I wasn't married to you. I was married to a shell of you. Yeah. And I, I and I done. didn't know what you were talking about. I just had no idea. Yeah. And so um, in the process, I'm just saying, thank Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, counseling. Um, learning um, that it is okay that I'm not going to die. And I'm, that sounds really, you know, over the top language, but I'm not going to die it's not going to kill me or it doesn't mean death for me to you know bring outside my body what's inside my body for me to say what i really feel and what i really think i thought mm -hmm. for a long time that if i did that in our relationship that that would mean conflict and that conflict would mean end and so i never was willing to go there I mean for a very long time I remember after you know the war we were seeing Doug we were also seeing our pastor and we were beginning to heal and I was beginning to understand how much I how much bitterness I had toward him that I didn't even know and that I had kept inside all that came out one time in counseling and then just so very slowly we started to know each other much more deeply so uh, it was a really sweet time and um, and I remember the first time after that that we had an argument um, I was back to the oh shit I'm really scared to say but our counselor had said Jennifer you need to rock the boat by being honest rock the boat by being honest so I said, I need to know that if, if we're fighting like this, like the, if we keep on doing this arguing thing, uh, that, that, that you're okay with doing that, you know, until we die, basically, forever. And he looked at me and said, I don't want to do this with anybody else. I still didn't know safety. I was learning the safety of conflict and compromise and resolution and honesty and showing all of my cards and all of my heart to him it, in a way that I hadn't known before. It may be a caricature of a, of a story, but I think it's every, it's a lot of marriages stories. I, I don't, I don't think this is unique. I think, uh, there's a fear in, in this culture, in this Wheaton bubble, there's a fear of of uh, conflict destroys, you know, there's a, the, the, it might not be quite as obtuse, but it's painful. It's uncomfortable. It's better not to have the conflict, um, than, than to embrace the conflict, to get through it, to love each other and to actually go all in and, and have a relationship where you, where you, to the best you can be committed to fight until you die. <laughs> I mean, it's a big ask, but it, but it's also an even bigger ask when you don't have the vocab and you don't have yeah. the yeah. emotional engagement yeah. or the support from each other or from your families or the people around you. That's or terrifying. examples of, yeah, you know, and, and, uh, you know? and 
you know, it could have easily gone the other way. We could very easily be divorced, totally. and lots of yeah. people are. Totally. Lots of people are. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, half of uh -huh. them. You know, half of the people in the U.S. And uh -huh. even the ones who aren't divorced, a lot of them um, are are struggling to find ways of putting verbiage on this and and wrestle through it. And so, yeah. you know, that's a little bit of, of a passion for us to be vulnerable with our own stories to say, maybe maybe other people can hear something from this that triggers a conversation. I don't know. Yeah. Or so, feel like they're not on their own in this struggle to, you know, be honest, compromise. be transparent, compromise, you know, live with and, look, we're and not, love. You know, we're, we're still fallible. Like, we're still, we we still make mistakes. Oh, darn. Well, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still super learning on the journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's me. Thanks for being here. It's my hope that the stories and conversations you hear on True and Beautiful are courage building for you. And if you know of someone who might also enjoy hearing them, would you consider passing the word along? You can find True and Beautiful with Jennifer Boynton wherever podcasts are streamed or go to trueandbeautiful.substack.com. Thanks again.